The cyber threat posed by the Chinese government is massive. China's hacking program is larger than that of every other major nation combined. And that size advantage is only magnified because the PRC uses AI, built in large part on stolen innovation and stolen data, to improve its hacking operations, including to steal yet more AI tech and data. Cyber capability that is greater than every other nation's capability combined. That is FBI Director Christopher Wray talking about China's threat in the cyber attack sphere. He was talking to members of the Munich Security Council. They're the Munich Security Conference going on there. They were understandably obsessed with Putin, uh, Ukraine, and Navalny, but saying you can't take your eye off of China. Uh, so what is the appropriate response there? We welcome in Peter Meyer, the former U.S. congressman from Michigan's 3rd District on the west side of the state, also a candidate for the U.S. Senate. And uh, Peter Meyer, good morning. Good morning. Thank you for having us on. Do you think that our leaders in Washington, understanding that there's a lot on everybody's plate, but they understand the magnitude of this threat? I think within the intelligence community, it is understood. I think within the broader population, um, and frankly, the scale, it's hard to imagine. I mean, uh, Director Ray was specifically talking about our electrical grid and energy infrastructure, which is a massive concern. You know, I think we think of hacking as something that, you know, is a, when they have access, they attack. The reality is the Volt Typhoon, the Chinese hacking network that was uncovered, you know, the greater fear is that this, these systems, these, these weapons will sit dormant up and until potentially China wants to invade Taiwan and then shows us the leverage that it has, shows us, you know, um, a test of our will as a country, you know, if we were to defend Taiwan and all of a sudden the power goes out in Austin in the middle of the summer and people start dying. It goes out in um, Denver in the middle of a cold freeze and people start dying. I mean, this is a way for other countries to exert leverage over us, to pressure us, um, and it it will test us. And, And I think what our officials should be doing and what I know is a concern within the intelligence community and the domestic law enforcement community is trying to find um, trying to see, you know, where where the breadcrumbs may lie. Try to find out where these vulnerabilities have been exploited and stop them. But the reality is, we have yeah. such a broad and decentralized uh, infrastructure on the digital side within this country. You know, whether you're talking about Internet of Things connected devices within someone's home, or we're talking about pipelines, um, you know, energy, healthcare infrastructure, refineries, anything refineries. I mean, this is something that uh, we, we are right to be paranoid about. Uh, the uh, Problem Solvers Caucus has, have come together and put together this um, border bill. Uh, they say it's a, it's a really good uh, piece of legislation. It's bipartisan. It's pared down. It's airtight. Uh, basically, no one can criticize it. I know you have been a member of the Problem Solvers Caucus. What do you think? Um, uh, do you think this was something that will get us some type of border deal? I, I wish I had that optimism. You know, I mean, I think if you saw what President Biden, um, what some folks on his team had remarked yesterday, they basically said, well, listen, if, if Congress isn't going to pass something, we may need to take executive action ourselves. And it, <laughs> I think we talked about this the last time I was on, how much of an, an insult it is to the intelligence of Americans, this 
shell game of, of excuses. There is clearly need for legislation on immigration, but the acute crisis, crisis we are facing on our southern border could largely be addressed, not completely, could largely be addressed solely through executive action and the actions of the Biden administration, which he has, you know, so far chosen not to do. But now, you know, after the current border bill failed, says that you know, he might just have to do that thing that he said he couldn't do. And so I think um, I, I give credit to those who are trying to work on a problem. I think it is important. But the acute humanitarian crisis we're facing uh, does not need legislation. And it's something that Biden, if he sincerely cared and didn't just treat it as a political talking point, you know, could make significant progress on tomorrow if he so chose. Uh, couldn't you say that about the congressmen who say it's a crisis? I mean, they it's saying that it's not clear if the GOP leadership will consider this new bipartisan House bill either. No, and I've been frustrated by a lot of the ways that my former colleagues have, have treated this as a political talking point, right? I, I think you can level that accusation fairly on both sides of the aisle. Um, it is entirely sincere to say that the changes that are needed to our asylum system, which is one of the reasons why we have the mess at the border that we do, that that is going to require a legislative fix. But I think it is the height of, of dishonesty for the Biden administration to say that their hands are completely tied when there are literally laws that they are refusing to enforce on our southern border. And we also haven't heard from former President Trump on this either, even though it would reinstitute two of his keystone uh, cornerstone policies, which would be Title 42 and remain in Mexico. Um, Peter, also, all of us mourning the death of this incredibly brave freedom fighter, uh, Alexei Navalny. Um, th- there is a question about how we should respond both globally, but as, as Americans. Yesterday, President Biden alluding to maybe some sanctions that they're considering. It kind of kind of left me a, a, a little bit shocked that i mean that we even still have any sanction arrows left in our quiver shouldn't we have fired all of those by now what can we do and what would be an appropriate response to your point the amount of times where uh, a new atrocity would be unveiled in ukraine and biden would say well now now we're serious it's like wait what were we before right you always want to have an arrow left in your quiver but the fact is i mean um what the U.S.'s response should be is to recognize and understand, especially, frankly, on behalf of the American people, uh, who Vladimir Putin really is. I mean, this is a guy who who came into power. His his ascent from prime minister after he got out of the KGB, his ascent from prime minister to president, yeah. came on the backs of hundreds of civilians dying in apartment bombings. That there's very credible evidence were organized by the KGB. Uh, I mean, he has assassinated the leader of the opposition party, Boris Nemtsov, back in 2015. He has poisoned with um, you know, polonium spiced uh, you know, radiative, radioactive element T defectors. Um, I mean, folks who he, he, even Alexei Navalny, I mean, before um, obviously his, his, his death most recently, Navalny had to flee the country because Putin poisoned him with a toxic uh, synthetic nerve agent called Novichok. Um, and he barely survived that. Yeah. I mean, Putin is the, if you look up in a dictionary, evil dictator, I mean, Putin fits the bill to AT, right? So we should be under absolutely no illusions there. Yeah. Um, I mean, we need, you know, just immediately after um, 
I think it was yesterday, India restarted uh, purchases of Russian oil, another way yes. that a lot of his assets are being refilled. Uh, I mean, the number one thing we could and should be doing is look at where Russia is profiting. And if we're unable to stop it, if we're unable to sanction it, if it's occurring on another market, then we better right. be doing everything we can as a country to, I don't know, export as much natural gas as possible because that undermines Putin's exactly. ability to get cash reserves. And yet that's a place where Biden just last week turned around and said, well, you know what, uh, maybe we should slow this down because of global warming. Right. No matter that natural gas is replacing coal. Shooting, natural gas is the, <laughs> shooting himself in the, the foot. Time and again, yeah. we should also sit harder on Turkey, which is creating loopholes for Russia as mm -hmm. well. Peter Meyer, always a pleasure to talk with you. Be safe on the campaign trail.